What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide, interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 170 of Category 5 Technology TV. Nice to have you here. Hey. Hey, I am glad to be here because guess what this is? A very Category 5 Christmas. Indeed. That's a nice ring to it. I like it. Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, tonight, we are going to be learning what I meant to teach you last week, right. how to get some free <laughs> Christmas music to listen to. We've got four days Just in to time. enjoy what yeah, I got to show you. For sure. Yeah. And uh, we've got a very special guest. Uh, now, you're, you're a special guest, but I've got another oh, special you. guest standing on the, on the sidelines here, if, if he would like to uh, make his way in. Dun, da, da, da. Ladies and gentlemen. Presenting. There he is. Thanks, son. Baby Look Ferguson. There. there he is. Liam Daniel Ferguson. Mm -hmm. On his first his national first debut. TV debut. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There he is. I don't know if you guys a little can. Man. There he is. There he is. He's a big man. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas. Thanks, son. Wave to everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hello, world. Here we are. There. Good, good. All right. Yeah, Gadget Wisdom Guru is wondering where the baby-sized Starfleet uniform is. <laughs> it's on mail order. We had to find out how big he was. <laughs> Tonight we are going to be uh, taking a look at Zimbra Desktop, the latest version. We're going to be installing it on my Linux machine, uh, but you should note that it is available for Windows, Linux, and Mac, and we're going to be checking that out uh, as well. Thank you very much, uh, Robert, and everybody else, Akimoto, in the chat room. That's my baby boy. <laughs> can't believe we're a family of five now. I know. It's pretty wild. Three babies. Pretty wild. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, an exciting time. Uh, like to have a baby right before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Like excitement after excitement. Sure. And we're already like shopping. Like what do you buy a kid that's four weeks old? You know, it's like, oh, here, have another sleeper. And a couple of pairs <laughs> a of socks. A, yeah. yeah. There you oh, go. it's very exciting. That was indeed yeah. his world baby preview. <laughs> and he will be uh, the star of some internet broadcast oh, down yes. the road. For sure. No doubt about it. <laughs> uh, tonight, also, we are giving away that Brother printer that we've been uh, yes. taking qualifiers for for the past several weeks. All right. So stick around. We've got a Brother Multifunction Center from Category 5 TV and Brother Canada. Excited to be giving that away. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm also excited because there's lots of stuff going on in the news. Yeah, what's going on? I'll tell you. Okay. Dun, da, da, da. XBMC version 10 is released. Yes. Facebook was forced to shut down, shut down its services on Thursday night. Ooh. Yahoo plans to shut down many of their services, including the popular Delicious service and Alta Vista. Bell Canada sets an example for what would be telemarketers in Canada with a whopping $1.3 million fine. Ouch. And lastly, Blip.tv um, is to adopt HTML5 for standard player. So stick around for the latest news from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Hey, now, that could be big news. Holla. Woot woot. All right, yeah, we're definitely going to, we're looking <laughs> forward to hearing about all that exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. How's your week going? Fabulous. Nice it's to good to back. be home. Yeah. It's nice to get in the groove. I've uh, been living at the mall, I feel, trying to get my last minute Christmas shopping done. What else is new, done. Bill? No, okay, no, listen. <laughs> I've gone three times, I went three days in a row, and I walked out empty-handed every time. So I'm still like, I just I gotta doing? get just her done. Texting people and tweeting. Oh yeah, just tweeting in the mall. Yeah, you got no. that set up yet? Um, yes, I do actually. Okay. It does go to my phone. Brilliant. So I have like a Android phone or something. Jealous over here. I know. Here. So yes. Anyways, it's good to be home, and I'm glad to be here on Category Five once more in real life, in real time. It's nice. <laughs> That's that. People say hi in the chat room. Hello, world. Jot thanks you for buying some nice gifts for him. I did. I bought you a bag of cool beans. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. I don't have a drum roll track. Pressing on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get your questions in. You can email me live at category5.tv or, of course, join us in, in the chat room at www.category5.tv. We are there right now, Tuesday night. Of course, if you're watching this after the fact, you can, uh, you can resort to the email, which uh, we will be able to address next week as well, live at category5.tv. Mm -hmm. Speaking of questions, uh, you have stuff coming in? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I, I believe we've got a viewer testimonial tonight as well that we should we look do. at at some point. All right. Um, well, let's get at her and do some questions first. Fantastic. This one comes to us from Reckon. Robbie, I have an IT industry question for you and a request for your opinion. If I was to enter the field in my 40s and elected to specialize in a part of the field that would be uh, one of the most valued or uh, compensated, which areas of the field would you recommend to specialize in oh, particular? Wow. From your personal experience, if you maybe were to start over yourself. Um, do you see for, and, um, like the potential for success for an older person entering the, this kind of technology field so hmm. late in life? What's your thoughts well, on that? Hmm. Well, the thing is, it's not about age, right? It's about really when you're looking at, uh, at any form of technology employment, it, what is going to be your advantage is, is whether or not you're able to um, troubleshoot and whether you're able to... Um, to learn and and go with the flow because the thing about technology is you can't you you can't really get an education in technology and expect that you're going to be able to carry a career with that education because your education is predominantly in the field with technology um, what you learn in in school is going to be a, a good kickstarter but if you don't continue to learn in the field and, and you don't continue to expand your knowledge then you'll very quickly find yourself obsoleted uh, because technology moves so incredibly yeah. fast. So, um, so it's important to uh, to make sure, like, to, if you're going to pursue uh, a career in in technology, you've got to assess. You know, am I willing to become a part of something that's so fast-paced and so fast-moving? Um, if you want to be able to um, be fixing computers, for example, computers change substantially every three or four years mm -hmm. so like to the point where if if you're limited to an education you're not going to be able to move beyond older systems kind of thing so True. as far as as far as the higher pay goes the the scale really is it depends on you know where you're employed is is kind of how it works but um, really when you're starting out you're going to be most likely working for someone if you're if you have business sense in, in such that you're able to start your own business, then that's an opportunity for you to uh, perhaps start doing uh, technical support and uh, on-site service calls for uh, for smaller companies to kind of get you into the field. Um, that could be an opportunity. Comments in the uh, in the chat room there. Just saying that. Well, they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so I Not think really it, it's, it's kind of tough, eh? Like, cause, it is. Cause it, but it is such a fast-moving field. And, and so it's not like... Like, if, if you were to study to do a trade in an industry where technology may change, but the, the actual skill set mm -hmm. doesn't ever change. Right. With technology, your actual skill set becomes obsolete if you don't keep adding to your skill set. Um, so it's a, it's quite a bit different. If you get into web design, you know, two years later, the entire internet is a different place. It's a different landscape. Very so it, it, people who went into school and learned Dreamweaver, or even worse, like uh, Front Page or something like yeah. that in college, and they're and they're still teaching these things. It's, true. it's just nobody will hire you at that because mm -hmm. it's not it's not a technology that's current. So. Same sort of thing. You've got to be able to keep on top of the technology. So it's it's a it's a challenge because you've got to be able to push and learn and continue to learn. So working in, uh, I would say that the best thing for you would be to find something in the field that uh, is not only of interest to you but is something that you enjoy. Uh, it's really easy to burn out in a field that's so fast paced and so fast moving. So you you got to love what you do, otherwise you're just going to find that it, it's very quickly going to become too difficult um, to keep going because, it's, because it is a challenge. So find something that you enjoy. If it's computer repairs, stick to that. Learn as much as you can and continue to learn as new technologies come out. Um, 
one way that I continued to learn when I was doing computer builds and things like that uh, was to um, constantly order in new hardware for clients so that I was always so that I was always learning on the cutting edge. So mm. whenever a customer would order a computer, I would order the parts for you know X system so that I could learn this new system that just came out when the sockets would change, when the type of RAM would change, things like that. Mm. But is there a lot of money in hardware sales? No. So it's really in support is where the where the money lays. So if you can build computers and put them out or sell computers and put them out and then sell support contracts, then that's the way to go. Uh, but if you're going to be working for someone else, it's probably going to be in support where you're going to have reliable work and uh, possibly more money as well because you're not working on a on a like a percentage of a sale, for example. So hmm. hope that helps. All right, take that and run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to yet another question. Hi, Robbie and Eric and Hillary. Hillary. I have fresh installed Ubuntu 10.10 recently on my new Lenovo ThinkPad Edge laptop, dual boot setup with Windows 7. Okay. Everything was working out of the box for a couple of weeks. I usually get Grub2 screen um, on and then choose between Windows 7 and Ubuntu. I restarted the computer one day and I get the BIOS, BIOS yeah. uh, screen, but it fails to show the Grub2 uh, boot screen. Hmm. All I get is a blank black screen with a cursor blinking in the top left corner. Any ideas on where to start to fix this? And this comes to us from Greg. Greg, I guess it could be so many different things. Um, what I'd want to know is if you've made any changes to your computer recently, in particular modifying your BIOS, um, changing the boot order of your hard drives would possibly cause a problem like that. Um, if you've modified your Grub uh, menu list file and uh, possibly caused you know corruption to that, or broken it or something so that it's unable to boot, then that can cause a problem as well. If you haven't done any anything like that or anything along those lines, um, then you may need to fix Grub, but my concern would also be there is a potential that it could be hardware failure. We don't want to be booting up a system. If, if it were, it's kind of like a, you know, what, how, how do you proceed? You, you want to know if the hard drive is failing on you just in case. So if that if that hasn't happened, if you haven't changed any settings to, to cause this, then you'd want to make sure before you start tinkering with it that it's not a hard drive failure because the more you work on a hard drive that could be failing, the more potential you have for data loss because mm. you, you only get so much time before the thing just conks right out. So uh, ways you can tell, like you could boot from uh, a live CD and just try to connect to that hard drive, uh, try to mount it and make sure that you can access your data. I would back it up if you can. Um, at that point, there's a laptop, right? So, mm -hmm. so booting from a, a boot CD, like a Ubuntu Live CD, getting to the desktop, mounting the hard drive, um, so that you can see the the contents of that hard drive, would be a good idea. If you can't see the contents, if you can't mount the drive, then I would be concerned about potential for data loss, just in case there's there's hardware failure. So I, I don't want to rule that out just in case. And then. Uh, if, if that's not the case, if the hard drive does access just fine and it's just corrupted uh, bootloader, then you could try something like the Super Grub disk, uh, which will allow you to reinstall Grub, uh, it, which is really just a really quick way, nitty-gritty, replace your Grub, and uh, it'll get up and running. So, And of course, if anyone in the chat room has any suggestions, just pop a, pop a line there, and you'll be able to read that in the IRC logs as well, Greg. All right. Hope that helps. Good tidbit, yeah. Because the chat room, they always have lots of insight yeah. and stuff. So make sure to check I'm that out. I'm one guy. In. They are a thousand. It takes a Guys village to raise a child. It takes a community of Category Five viewers to fix your computer. Mm. You can quote me on that. It's a little <laughs> long, hill. <laughs> okay. I don't, okay, I'll, I'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, because I forgot last week, and I feel really bad because now we've only got four four days right. left to enjoy before Christmas. The music. I really wanted to show you about how you can get access to some online radio stations, get get right. the enjoyment of Christmas music <laughs> without the commercials, without all that stuff. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So what you can do is just bring up your internet browser, go over to shoutcast.com. Shoutcast is uh, the company that makes WinApp. You've probably heard of them. Mm-hmm. Shoutcast.com is their directory of Shoutcast or MP3-based online radio stations. 
There are currently almost 44,000 internet radio stations to choose from here, and they're sorted by genre. So if you've never used this before, it's a fantastic resource of radio stations. And they're not all terrestrial radio stations. A lot of these are, in fact, internet only. So you get the advantage of commercial free. Um, oftentimes, there are very little advertising uh, on the, on the uh, radio station, and it's, it's quite enjoyable to listen to. And there's such a variety that um, if you're not happy with what's playing, it's very, very easy to find another station in the same genre. So right now, at this very moment, Shoutcast has a button on their front page that says Christmas Radio Stations. And if we click on that, that's going to give us a list of the radio stations that are currently broadcasting, which have listed themselves in the Christmas genre. You can see that, you can see the bit rate. So this column here shows you the bit rate. Bit rate is essentially the quality of the feed. If it's 128, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to tell the difference between that and CD quality. It's very close to what you would hear like on the FM radio, so the quality is quite exceptional. So I would start with ones that are in the 128-bit range, because those are going to be the best quality sound. If it's higher than that, then that's cool too, but that takes more bandwidth. So if you go down to, for example, 1818 FM, uh, the Christmas mix, and click on Play, by default, and this works, this works on Windows, Linux, Mac, whatever you're using, it's going to load this player down on the bottom, and Hillary can hear that. Mm -hmm. It just instantly starts playing. So, me, I, I prefer not to have to use my browser, and I prefer not to be using Flash, which I'm sure this is, yes. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I've stopped the music from playing, and I'm going to go up to the top, and I go Help, Settings, tell me that music is going to stop playing, that's okay. In my settings window, you can see that the default is to play the Shoutcast stations in the Shoutcast web player. And there's a couple of options, but the second option here, play Shoutcast stations in the default media player. Example, Winamp, iTunes, Windows Media Player, for example. So if you're using Mac or Windows, that covers you. So what I've done is I've selected that option, and then I'm going to go Save Settings. So now, next time I click on that same station, it was 181 FM. I guess I've gone out of Christmas now. I'm going to go back into Christmas radio stations. There we go. 181 FM, the Christmas mix. And I click play. And now, because I've set that, it's asking me, what do you want to do with this file? Here I am in Ubuntu Linux. And by default, it has the movie player installed, which is Totem. I can tell it, do this automatically for files of this type from now on. These are PLS files. So a Winamp playlist or MP3 radio playlist. And I'm going to open that with my movie player. If that's not selected here, you can go to other and you can select slash, uh, slash user slash bin slash totem. And that's your movie player. Okay, And then hit open. And now hit OK. Notice again, I've set this to do this automatically for files of this type from now on. And I hit OK. And now, <coughs> up comes Totem. Bless you. And there we have my Christmas music playing in this window. I can close my web browser, minimize that, do whatever I like. Hmm. And I've got fantastic access to a huge resource cool. of Christmas radio stations. And once Christmas is over, if you don't, uh, if you don't care for or want to listen to Christmas music, there are all those hundreds yeah. of different, uh, thousands of different radio stations Neat. to choose from in Neat. tons of different genres. That is shoutcast.com. Cool. Fabulous resource. And again, it's not like Live 365 or anything like that where, you, where they've got lots of advertisements on the stations and things like that. These are actual broadcasters who are using their own broadcast servers, mm. and Shoutcast.com is just an index of all these broadcasts. Neat. So it's really, really excellent. Good tip. Get cool. on that, people. Four days. Four days to, Four days to listen. max out 181 FM. <laughs> Another one cool. that uh, is pretty good is Christmas Melody. They've been around forever, uh, and they have a pretty good selection. But I found 181 is really good this year. Hmm. Cool. I like that. This is Category 5 Technology TV. You'll find us online at www.category5.tv. I'm Robbie Ferguson. I'm Hillary Rumble. Hooray! Bringing you the questions of the world <laughs> and Christmas cheer.
I'm going to start going, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> yes. You could do yes, I'll do hooray. It works. That works. <laughs> anyway, moving onward and upward. This was a nice little email I quite enjoyed that I would like to share with you all. Comes to us from Ray. Just watched episode uh, 169, and I really dig the Blues Installation song. Oh. So keep up the good work, and seeing Hillary was great. Oh, I'm flattered. Thank you. Thank you very much. Incidentally, if you missed the Blues Installation song. Is it downloadable? Cat5.tv slash blues. Awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> I really like that. That was pretty fun. Oh, that is cool. I'm definitely going to check that out after the show okay. because that was hilarious. Check it. Check, check it. Okay. Back You're like to getting the... into some rap there. Check, check, check. The Christmas rap. Holiday rap. <laughs> Get it? Rap presents and rap. All right. I'm going to move on with some questions. Thanks, Hill. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, Robbie. I just watched the show. Um, and uh, congrats on the birth of Liam. Thank you. I tried the uh, H.264 feed, but the old <laughs> media player I use really struggles to play it. Can't really keep up. For some reason, it much prefers DV, uh, DIVX or XFID. Um, if I'm the only person that uses DIVX feed, I guess I can trade or transcode it myself, which is what I did this time. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, actually, you're, yeah, it's, sorry, that's not even a question. You're certainly not the only person. I've, I've received quite a few emails from people saying, you know, why haven't X feeds been updated this week and stuff. As we work on um, building the new website, which launches in two weeks, by the way, January 1st, um, as that is being worked on, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, the feeds are a part of the rollover process. Um, the, the RSS feeds, these are so that people can syndicate their players um, if you if you want to automatically download the weekly episodes and things like that, there are multiple different types of video files that you can automatically have downloaded to your computer. So it's very handy. But in the transition process of the building of the new website, um, this entire process is being automated. Uh, in the past, I've had to manually create each mm. RSS feed. Uh, so that's so the ones that are not getting updated right now are the ones that I previously had to manually update. The ones that are already done automating are getting their updates. So um, so it's a little inconvenient for two, three weeks, but when it's all said and done, it's going to uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be very, very quick. Um, you're no longer going to have to wait uh, sometimes till Wednesday uh, to get your RSS feeds. It's going to be like that. Um, so it's hmm. it's going to be pretty awesome. So so bear with it as uh, as some of the feeds are a little bit behind, but those are going to catch up as soon as uh, as soon as the new site is launched. Uh, because that's all a part of the same system. So we're very excited about the new site. Have you seen it? You haven't I've, even I've seen been, it. I've been perusing a little bit. Oh, yeah? Cool. But for My those Beta who team haven't. Is fantastic. So thank you, Beta Team, for all, all your hard work. It's going to be really, really fun. Oh, yeah. January 1st. Don't forget. And if you're trying to register on our website, you'll notice that you can't currently register. We're under lockdown, and yes. that's because of the new site. Um, good news is, is I was able to transfer everyone's user account to the new site. Oh, good. Perfect. And I gave you 150 Category 5 viewer points. Wait. Just for being registered on the There's site. There's viewer points? There now? are viewer points. What does that mean? That means you can redeem points for ballots to win prizes. You can Ooh. redeem points for Category 5 gear, downloads, cool. discounts on products. Sweet so. that. Yeah, so everybody who is already registered on our website has been imported into the new site, and uh, that was cool. quite a load of work, I tell you. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but once, once I got through that, I was able to add everyone their points. So everybody's oh, starting out with 150 points to start, and, uh, and I'm going to talk to you in January about what we're going to do for new registrations in January as well. All right. Okay. Lots going on in the new year for Category Cheers, 5. Cheers, yeah. That's awesome. It's very exciting. Very cool. I like that. I like like the way you operate, Robbie Ferguson. Do you? Lots going we, on. We get her done. You do get, her, get done. her done. There's no no getting around it. Um, oh, I got a comment email. Okay. Not a question, but a comment. Comes to us from Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, saying, hey, Robbie, first of all, congrats to you and Becca on the birth of Liam. Thank you. I am still an avid fan of Cat5, and I've noticed the quality improvement just seconds before you ever mentioned it. 
but mm. superb. Looking forward to the new site launch. Keep up the great work that you and your team provide. Cheers, Brian. So thanks, Brian. That was very nice to get that. We're also looking forward to the new site launch. As mentioned. Mm -hmm. Double yes. Double fist pump. <laughs> lots, lots of excitement and jubilee. I'm also trying to keep up with the chat room. For those of you who are watching who have never, if you've never watched the show, we're, we're live. We're broadcasting we this are. live. So I'm watching the chat room here. We've got a ton of people in there chatting away. And uh, sometimes it's hard to tell whether they're talking to us on or, the air or, or each other. if they're just chatting away. Yeah. Which is good. <laughs> it is good. But it leads to quiet time as I study the chat room. Yes, because we're like, mm, what's going on? And then we're like, oh, <laughs> what are the questions? we're here. Hello. Mm -hmm. Hey, good guy, Gadwell, D-Man 810, great to see you. <laughs> it is. Gadget Wisdom Guru, I see lots of friendly faces in the chat room. People are asking, and one person in particular, Gadget Wisdom Guru, what is Category 5 gear? Well, there are, uh, has nobody, uh, have you never seen? On, on the website, it shows particular items, fashionable items, sporting the Category 5 logo, does it not? Indeed it does. Hmm. Perfect for purchase for the loved one that you haven't bought for yet this Christmas season. Available in all <laughs> sizes. I don't think we can ship that quick, hell. There's Santa can. four days left. One of them is a holiday. Fine. It can be a New Year's present. There you go. New Year mm -hmm. or birthday 2011. Ring in the new year with your category five wear, yes. garb, clothing. We, uh, with the new site launch, we're also working towards having DVD uh, availability for oh, download. Cool. Like you'll be able to actually download DVD copies of the show. Oh wow! Burn them to to DVD. You you must remember back in the days when uh, when Carrie was here that we did up like the shirt for aspiring geek chick and all that. We've got the category five hats. Like that. Yeah, there's the shirt that we did up for for Carrie. We've got, uh, you know, there's tons of different things from mugs and t-shirts and whatever else. Hmm. But we've also got coupon codes that we're going to be launching uh, in the in the year. Double cool. New year. So. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. Lots of cool stuff going on. For real. For real. For real. And of course we welcome people to and submit their suggestions if you have ideas mm. for the new website. I've been getting them on Twitter, twitter.com slash Robbie Ferguson. Uh, great suggestions there, and uh, I do plan to implement any uh, any suggestions that are that are reasonable. Uh, yeah. Stephen Haskell, uh, for example, Steve uh, mentions that they'd like to see a lot of tutorial videos uh, directly on the website. So we're talking about, ed pardon me, editing down tutorials. Hmm. I'm better. Okay. We're going to edit down tutorials based on Steve's suggestion and uh, and make those readily available so that uh, so that you can watch just those key tutorial videos oh, such as yeah. um, the craft, uh, photo manipulation series, mm -hmm. for yep. example. Those things are all going to be available on the new website oh, as time perfect. goes on. Perfect. So uh, if you'd like to send me a Twitter message, it's twitter.com slash Robbie Ferguson. Tweet away, tweeters of tweet, the world. Tweet. Mm -hmm. You ready for the news? Yeah, I am, because there is lots going on in the world. <laughs> From the Category 5.tv newsroom, version 10 of XBMC Media Center, a popular cross-platform media software, was released this week. XBMC is an open-source media player and home entertainment system with an interface designed for the living room. The focus of this new release is add-ons in particular. The new add-on system allows you to install add-ons such as themes and plugins directly from within the program. In addition, the release offers improved hardware acceleration and more. Why not give it a try and download it from xbmc.org today? XBMC Live offers you the chance to boot a complete XBMC Media Center off of a CD. Facebook was forced to shut down its services temporary af temporarily after an employee accidentally leaked new features for the site that weren't quite ready for launch. The social network, which is used by more than 500 million people around the world, was offline for around 20 to 30 minutes on Thursday night. A spokesperson for Facebook said, for a brief period of time, some inter internal prototypes were made public to a number of people externally. As a result, we took down the site for a few minutes. It's back up, and we apologize for the inconvenience. 
my blog log founder, Eric Malcoulier, Malcoulier, announced through a tweet on Thursday that Yahoo plans to shut down several of their web properties, including not only its own creation, but also Delicious, Yahoo Buzz, and Alta Vista. Part of our organizational streamlining involves cutting our investment in underperforming or off-strategy products to put better focus on our core strengths and fund new innovation in the next year and beyond, a Yahoo spokeswoman said via email. We continuously evaluate and prioritize our portfolio of products, portfolio of products and services and do plan to shut down some products in the coming months, such as Yahoo Buzz, our traffic APIs, and others. We will communicate specifically our plans when appropriate. Blake Irving, Executive Vice President and Chief Product Officer at Yahoo, responded to the leak by expressing that when he finds out who revealed the slideshow to Eric, they're gone. The news comes one day after Yahoo slashed 4% of his workforce, or roughly 600 employees. Hmm. The Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission, or the CRTC, is finally enforcing their telemarketing rules and is making Bell, Can uh, Bell Canada an example to uh, any would-be telemarketers who want to market their products or services to Canadians on the national Do Not Call list. Between January and October, third-party telemarketers hired by Bell to promote its television, phone, and internet services placed calls to Canadians who had their numbers on the national Do Not Call list, the CRTC said in a statement uh, yesterday. All telemarketers must respect the wishes of Canadians who have registered their telephone number on the national Do Not Call list or requested that a telemarketer include their number on its internal Do Not Call list. Uh, Andrea Rosen, the CRTC's Chief Telecommunications Enforcement Enforcement Officer, she said this in a statement. Even though the calls in this instance were made by third parties, Bell Canada must ultimately ensure that the rules are followed. Bell Canada has been fined a record $1.3 million fine for breaking the CRTC rules. Blip.tv is a platform for web shows and uh, offers hosting, distribution, and advertising. It even hosts and distributes episodes of Category 5. Blip.tv co-founder and CTO Justin Day has revealed that the site will switch from HTML5 as its standard player, replacing the more popular Flash player. Many sites are exploring the idea of making the switch, but many have delayed, citing issues such as digital rights management and difficulty in displaying ad content. Flash is a popular method of video content distribution, but relies on a plugin from Adobe. The plugin has been uh, plagued with security flaws as well as performance issues. HTML5, the latest draft standard of the markup language uh, on which the web is based, includes support for video uh, playback directly in the browser. That's kind of cool. This direct playback would allow for a better and more efficient experience. The changeover for Blip.tv should occur sometime in early 2011. Get all these full stories at Category5.tv newsroom. The Category 5 TV newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from Gadget Wisdom Guru, Becca Ferguson, and our community of viewers. If you have a story you think is worthy of on-air mention, send us an email at newsroom at category5.tv. From the Category 5 TV newsroom, I'm Hillary Rumble. Category 5 TV is brought to you in part by Planet Calypso. This massive multiplayer online game is available as a free download from cat5.tv slash calypso. Now once you've got it downloaded and installed on your Windows computer, make sure you say hi. And there's something for everyone here on Planet Calypso, from hunting to mining, crafting, and just plain socializing and having fun with your friends. You can download it for free at cat5.tv slash calypso. If you're a Linux user like myself, of course this makes it worth the dual boot. cat5.tv slash Calypso. I'll see you on Planet Calypso. This is Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 170. It's Hello. Tuesday, December 21st. Nice to have you here. And uh, you can find us online, www.category5.tv. I'm Robbie. Yeah! I'm Hillary. Hooray! <laughs> It's our new, it's our new thing. We're, we're testing this out. I think it failed. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Now... Hillary. Yes? We, we've been experimenting with YouTube. I know. I recall this from, yes, before. I'm very excited about it. Me too. What do you think about 
YouTube and Google's speech to text engine. That's really cool. That takes a video, like a one hour broadcast, like category five, scans the file, audio, right, and creates closed captioning automatically based on the words that we say. That's pretty rad. Pretty rad indeed. Because there's a whole audience out there who can be accommodated this way and like tune in and be able to understand what we're saying without lip reading. You were mentioning is that you were mentioning last week that you have friends who listen who are deaf? I do. Are they are they watching and lip reading or some are like some will follow the chat room. Some okay. have like just some hearing loss, they're hard of hearing, so they're able to right. okay. to hear bits and pieces, obviously not the same um, level as you or I, um, but those who are profoundly deaf would rely solely on like lip reading and just the strict visuals. So okay. Well, it's nice this. to have you here. It's interesting to know yeah. um, that, that people are watching who, who can't necessarily hear. It's very nice to have you here. Now, we have been working with uh, YouTube's and Google's uh, speech-to-text, and I'm very excited about what the service could entail, but I'm not too excited about the accuracy. Oh. Like, is it like, okay, you know how on ye old television, when you were to put closed captioning up, it wouldn't recognize some words and it would be like... Like that, kind of? Let's just say they've gone one step further and they've compared the rah, 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 rah to a dictionary. Oh. And said, phonetically, hmm. this sounds like this oh. word. Oh. <laughs> and it just starts randomly slapping in words. Gotcha. That don't really have anything to do with what's being said. So let's say maybe the word Ubuntu wouldn't be found in the dictionary. It's quite possible. Or if, for example, say something, just anything, cool and beans. I'm talking at the same time, Oh. and then Google says, okay, I don't know what this word is, I'm going to make something up. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it becomes kind of problematic. Now, Andrew mm. Jameson is mentioning in the chat room that we could just submit our own closed captions for all 170 hours of video. If one of you wants to take that project thank you, on. Thank you for volunteering, Andrew. <laughs> we appreciate that very much. There you go. What I do hope is that we'll be able to take the, ca the captions that Google is creating automatically, hmm. edit them for accuracy. Gotcha, okay. And create something that's semi-legible. If you've gone to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Category 5 TV. Don't forget the TV at the end <laughs> with no dot. Then enable the closed captioning and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hillary, I've got a little bit of a demonstration. This is last week's episode. I would like to see. Just the intro. All right. Pay attention. Okay. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide, interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Episode number 169 of Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Eric Good. I'm Eric Good. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hey, you know what I... <laughs> Some scary stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm quite literally laughing out loud. That was hilarious. What a hoot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> those are real captions, people. Oh, I can't believe it. That's funny. For those of you who are <laughs> relying on the YouTube captions, please rely on our lips. Read the lips. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's out of control. <laughs> oh. So do I need oh. to ask Eric to shave? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we can't read your lips. Read your facial hair. Apparently they also can't read the... Uh, the, the audio version. That of is so funny. I'm Eric Kid. I didn't know that Eric was anti American until Google <laughs> no told idea. me so. <laughs> I had no clue. 
Eric is not anti-American, <laughs> just so you know. All of our lovely American viewers. Those are real captions from Google. Thank that is much. so funny. Huh. So, in summary... We're going to have to do this. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, if those are, like, seemingly regular words, and if the translation is funky for that, what are they going to pull up when you say stuff like, I don't know, Ubuntu? That, I mean, that We're not going to be able to hear Jody say, let's begin anymore, without <laughs> smirking. So funny. I can't I'm going to have to have her redo that with, like, <laughs> let us begin, no, let us start the broadcast and just... Clean it up. We're all going to have to work up. on our diction and like Absolutely. pronunciation. We're going to start sounding like this just for you, YouTube. Mm. Here we go. That was funny. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Zimbra Desktop, a fantastic application. It's available for you free of charge. And uh, we're going to take a look at it right now. All right. Da, 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 da. Mm, I'm still laughing yeah. at that from before. I'm going to just sit in my, my corner My temples over here. hurt, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's mm. only the first 10 seconds. Just try to make it through 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm serious. He is very serious. <laughs> All right. Let's see what comes up here. Zimbra. Zimbra. Zimbra.com slash products slash desktop dot h t m l for the closed captioning wizard. <laughs> uh. Here we are, Zimbra Desktop. It is available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. I'm going to grab that Linux version. And again, you can, you can get this for any of those operating systems. But here on Linux, you're just going to get this TGZ file. It's a tar. A tar GZ. Now I've already downloaded this just to save the bandwidth, so it's sitting on my desktop. So once you've downloaded that file to your Linux box, and I'll just say, Hillary, if you're running Ubuntu, yes, you can save yourself every step I'm about to show you by just heading over to perfectubuntu.category5.tv. Easy. And follow the steps there because then you can just say yes to the question, would you like Zimbra Desktop? Oh. You have to be running Ubuntu Linux, hmm. or okay. Kubuntu, or Edge Ubuntu, or any of the Ubuntu's, and you'll be able to install it using that. Okay. Now, I want to keep this non-exclusive, because we've got viewers who are using other distributions of Linux, uh, so I'm saying that to the Ubuntu users, but we're going to do it uh, the step-by-step, -step, the actual manual way, okay. so that those who are using a different distribution will still uh, be able to uh, use the information on tonight's broadcast. Good so idea. you'll see, thank you. <laughs> Alright, let's hop over to a clean desktop. I've got my Z Desktop 201. This is the current version. I'm going to right click on it. Oh, it happens too quickly. There we go. Okay, I'm going to close that and start again. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'm going to right click on that and I'm going to go extract here. Because in Linux, File Roller is just going to create a folder for you. There it is. And within that folder is all the files that are within the archive. Okay? There it is. So you see there's everything for the Zimbra installer. Zimbra desktop, I should say. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up my terminal. And I'm going to go... This is on my desktop, remember? So CD desktop with a capital D slash Z and hit tab. That's going to automatically fill in the rest for me if I don't have anything else with starting with Z. If I do, I could start with ZDE or ZDE and hit tab and it will fill that in. Now I'm in that folder and I do an LS for a directory listing. And I can see that there is an install.pl. I need to be super user for the first step, the installation, so I do sudo dot slash install.pl, which is wrapped to the next line, but it is there, and I hit enter. Enter my password. And there we are. It's launched the text mode installer for Zimbra Desktop. Press Enter to continue. Read the agreement and accept or decline. I'm going to hit A for accept. This is why we needed to be super user, use sudo, when we ran that install script, because it wants to install by default to slash opt slash Zimbra. 
that folder is not writable by our home user, our regular user, so we need to be super user. I'm just going to hit, hit enter, and that's going to use the default. It's installing the files, it's good. Now, here's the question. Would you like to continue to install data files for user, and what does it say? Root. Because I'm sudo, remember. And the answer to that is absolutely not. No, I only wanted to do this because I wanted to install the application, but I don't want to actually set up the user as root. So I'm going to say no to that question, and it's done. Now it says, to install data files for additional users, please log in as the user, which I already am, Robbie, and use this command, slash opt, slash Zimbra, slash ZDesktop. You can copy that if you like. Double click on it. Go edit, copy. All right. And then if I go edit, paste, it's pasted that to my terminal. See that? Notice I'm not putting a sudo before that because I want this to actually install as my user. So now as soon as I hit enter, you'll notice the difference is it's going to install to slash home, slash Robbie, slash Z desktop. I hit enter for that default. Choose the folder where you would like to create the desktop icon. Slash home, slash Robbie, slash desktop. Looks great. Hit enter. You can start Zimbra desktop now by hitting enter or hit control C. I'm going to hit control C so that we've exited. I can type exit and you'll notice that now on my desktop I've got Zimbra desktop. Let's bring it up. Zimbra Desktop is really starting to bridge the gap, and there are a lot of applications that are doing this, bridging the gap between internet, web, web 2.0, if you will, and an application. Hmm. Because technically, Zimbra Desktop is really a web application. It's something that can be run through a browser. So by installing it into as Zimbra Desktop, uh, you're actually getting a web application installed on your desktop as if it were a native program. It's hmm. quite interesting the way that web 2.0, if, if you will, uh, as it's nicknamed, is kind of revolutionizing the way that applications run. And it's also having an effect on the netbook um, industry, the tablet industry, because a lot of these applications are no longer applications. They don't really have very many uh, system resources because they're actually advanced websites. They're that's basically right. Ajax-driven websites. So now that's already up. Zimbra Desktop is ready to go. And you can read through all this stuff. It's going to allow you to set up your email provider. Notice what I'm doing tonight is I'm actually using Zimbra Desktop. I do not have a Zimbra col Collaborative Suite server. If you'd like, you can set one up. What that allows you to do is access your calendar, your email, everything from any computer from anywhere through a web browser. Zimbra Desktop, on the other hand, allows me to access my existing POP3 or IMAP or Microsoft Exchange or Gmail account, uh, for example without having to have an intermediary server. We can connect to an existing server. I've clicked to continue, and it's asking me for my account type. So let's see what we got. Zimbra, Gmail, Yahoo, Microsoft Exchange IMAP, regular IMAP, and POP. Between IMAP and POP, IMAP allows you to leave your email on the server. So if you have that capability, that's probably what you want to use so that if you check your email from this computer, you can still get the same emails on another computer and they will share the same inbox. Uh, if you want to actually download your email, you can use POP and that's going to actually download it to your computer, removing it from the server. So I'm going to choose IMAP. My account name. This can be your name. This can be whatever you like. Your full name. Category 5. TV demo. That's what I'll call myself. I could put Robbie Ferguson if I want. Demo at category5.tv. My username. So this is the username that I'm using for, in order to connect to my email account on the server. This could be something that's provided by your ISP, or if in my case I've got my own web server, it's going to be a, a, a username that I've assigned. Pretty straightforward to, to fill in all these settings. Using the defaults is pretty straight is pretty easy. So you can use SSL if your server supports it. That's secure uh, so that you can actually encrypt your email transactions. Okay. So you'll see all I've done is very simply entered my email account information. This again is an IMAP email account, which most POP servers will actually 
support. You'll see now down at the bottom, check messages, how often you like to check it. It's defaulted to 15 minutes. You may, if you're in business, want to check it every minute or every five minutes, depending. Uh, but whatever you set this to, you can still force a send and receive. So even if you've got it set to every 30 minutes, when you're sitting at your computer, you can hit send and receive, and it's going to do a force check. So let's set it to five minutes in our case. And we're going to validate and save these settings. So this is going to test your settings. And if they pass, if everything connects OK, you're going to be able to get in there. This is telling me that I have an invalid or untrusted SSL certificate, uh, which in my case is because the server that I have um, is uh, a shared hosting server. So if you're on a shared hosting server, the SSL certificate may be owned by the host as opposed to by you. So it's seeing that, hey, you're on category 5.tv, but this secure certificate actually belongs to whoever your host is. So it's a little, it, so it's warning me there that I have an invalid certificate because it's registered to a different company. So here it's all set to go and I can launch my desktop. All I did there is I said, you know what, I don't, it's okay with that SSL certificate, so I continued. I'm going to launch my desktop and here we go with Zimbra. I'm going to maximize that. Zimbra desktop that quickly has been installed and loaded on my computer for the first time. I'm going to hit send and receive. You'll see that it's synchronizing to my mailbox up there. First time that you sync, depending on how many email you have, it may take some time. This time, because I just set up this account for this, uh, the sake of this demo and sent myself a lorem ipsum email, you'll see that uh, it was pretty quick. So you've got the preview pane over at the right-hand side by default, and you can change things. Now, Zimbra Desktop, by default, is going to use conversation view mode, which some people may like. I personally don't like it. I like to view my inbox as basically new messages first and older messages last, and I organize the conversations myself. What that means is the conversation is organized like this. So I can see that I sent that email, I received that email. If someone replies, it gets added to, the, to this list Pardon me. I don't like that myself, so I'm going to change the view to by message. And now it just looks like a standard inbox. That's the first thing that I'm going to do out of the box. Go through your preferences on Zimbra Desktop, because I think you're going to find that there are some really cool things that you can do with this, uh, just as a desktop application itself, without having to have that interim step of having a Zimbra server, which is cool, because then again, you can access your email and everything from anywhere. There is the calendar, which allows you to keep track of all of your dates. You can add remote calendars. If I right-click on local folders here and go new calendar, I can create as many calendars as I like. But let's say we want to add the Category 5 TV calendar. I can tell it to synchronize appointments from a remote calendar and go through http colon slash slash cat5.tv slash calendar and then hit OK and you'll see that that's actually going to synchronize now to the Category 5 TV calendar and within a few moments we're going to actually be able to see all upcoming episodes of Category 5 Technology TV oh, cool. directly on our Zimbra and we can subscribe to uh, Apple has a great resource of calendars uh, if you want to get like holidays for your country for example I subscribe to the Canadian holidays for example and they are set to show up uh, as green, so I can always see when uh, when a, a holiday is coming. So you'll see that as quickly as that, it's already synchronized. There we are. Here's today. Oh, I'm penciled in. Yeah. How lovely. And every Tuesday, we put information about the broadcast and what's going to be happening that Tuesday. Cool. You can see that this Thursday, happy birthday to Christy. Happy birthday, Christy. For example. John just had a birthday, and, and you weren't around, but I did call to wish you a happy belated and happy birthday, John. So, <laughs> so you can catch all that kind of information through our calendar, and that can become a part of your Zimbra desktop. Neat. It's got full address book, tasks, a briefcase, and there's a social aspect to it as well, which allows you to follow Twitter and all the different kinds of things there by going add, remove accounts. You can actually have Twitter and Facebook as a part of your Zimbra experience so that it's all in one place. You can get messages from Twitter right here in Zimbra desktop, it's really quite fantastic, so and excellent for both home and business use. Mm. Highly recommended it, uh, and I will post links for awesome. Zimbra Desktop in the show notes for episode number 170, and of course, in the meantime, that is Zimbra.com. Very cool. Cool. Now, Robbie, yes. is it time for it you time. to be Santa yourself? It's time to give away prezzies. I love free stuff. Well, we've got a wicked, awesome 
multifunction center printer cool. from Category 5 TV and Brother Canada, and we'd love to give it away today. We've been taking qualifiers for quite some time. Awesome. And uh, so if you have qualified, good luck. This is the multifunction center. Uh, let's see, we've got information right on our website, category5.tv oh, cool. under Interact. Time before. I know. Time's it's a ticking. Com it's a coming. Someone will win this marvelous prize. Yeah. Someone. Go. Good luck, everyone. It is a, a beautiful multifunction center printer. It's the all in one <laughs> from Brother Canada. And here we go with the Drawbot machine. This hat is kind of blocky. There we go. What we got? Come on. Go, go, I hope go. you will win. At your time to win. Yeah. I need to write like I would like to know how to play guitar or something and then I can write a theme song and we can record it. To the Hillary Blues. Alright. Hillary Rap. See Troy 74. Peace Bailey. Spidey Man. Come on. Good luck. It's for the multifunction center oh, printer. Yeah. The scanner. Flatbed scanner. The sheet cool. feeder. Wow. The camera card reader. Color screen. Works Wi-Fi and networked uh, through Category Five. Sweet. Oh wow! Five. Yeah. Hello. Go. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> Just think how they feel. I know they're like, come on, mm -hmm. come on, come on, come on. And there we go. Dun, da, da, Congratulations da. and Merry Christmas to Pace Bailey. Merry Christmas, Pace Winner Bailey. Beautiful printer. Oh, I'm blocking Brothers your Brothers treat you right. Mm. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you can find out more information about that printer by going to cat5.tv slash MFC. That will tell you all about the, uh, the printer. That is the MFC-J615W all-in-one printer that we're giving away from Brother Canada. And congratulations to you, Pace Bailey. Congrats. It's been fun tonight, eh? There it's been it a great show. I'm filled with the Christmas festivist spirit. Yeah. We like to reflect that on the show, and now someone has won this lovely prize. Because mm, it's all and about the gifts. It's all about the free stuff. Let me tell you. That's the show, not Christmas. The show. The show's all Christmas about Christmas. Christmas is quite and conversely about the opposite. Mm. Yeah. Giving. Giving, absolutely. Loving. We the try world. to give through the show. <laughs> giving a printer and well I, I hope that everyone has a very Merry Christmas and, and uh, I'm looking forward to being back next Tuesday night indeedy are you, are you you're not here next week I'm not sure where I will be yeah but I'll keep you posted mm -hmm. you may see me in some shape or form you just never know Sounds I'm like, like a free Skype. I'm a free spirit oh I just go where the wind <laughs> where the wind takes me there you go so that's that John, it's good to see you tonight. I know uh, people have missed John, and, and he's not on camera tonight, but uh, he's he is here. here. He's mm -hmm. watching the show from behind the scenes, and <laughs> giving us Merry our directions. Christmas, everybody. Wishing you a Merry Christmas. <clears throat> he's our live studio audience member. True blue. Our one live studio audience member. <laughs> hey, audience of one. So that's that. I think we covered everything tonight. Look at that. Core blimey. Good show. And the last item on my list. Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Merry <laughs> Hope you have a fantastic time and uh, be safe. Yeah. Be safe. Looking forward to... Keep it real. I, I've got three babies now. And we're three gonna be babies. Waking up Christmas morning with the kids and blowing it way out of proportion. <laughs> having a good time with them, visiting with family and stuff. It's going to be nice. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. So Merry Christmas, everyone, and thanks for being here tonight. And I hope that... Uh, hope you had fun. Most of all, get your questions in live at category5.tv through yes, the week. Please do. And uh, don't forget that our new website is coming along, and uh, it is launching on January 1st, so make sure that you have it set to check it out do on it. New Year's Day. Have a fantastic Bye week, everybody. Everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Take care.